God doesn't promise us a perfect life, but he does promise to be with us through it all. The question is, will we trust him in the face of crisis? In today's video, we'll look at Psalm 91 to learn how to truly experience God's promise of divine protection, even in a dark and fallen world. Welcome to Beloved Women with me, Christina Patterson, where we empower women in the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word. If you are new here, welcome. Please be sure to subscribe so that you never miss a video. And for those of you returning, welcome back. For daily encouragement, beloved Bible study series, and unlimited videos to grow your faith, I invite you to join the Beloved Women app. The uncertainty of living in a dark world can cause us to live in constant fear if that's all that we focus on. But focusing on our good God becomes increasingly more difficult when we're constantly surrounded by reminders of the fallen world that we live in. War, violence, disease, divorce, and poverty can't be easily ignored. And even Jesus tells us that in this world, we will have trouble. So how are we to navigate this life without fear, anxiety, and worry as the scriptures call us to do. Psalm 91 is one of the most popular scriptures in the Bible that can help us answer that question and for good reason. As we study Psalm 91 today, we'll learn how to experience God's divine protection so that we can have peace, why we can trust God more than the dangers in this world, and the five promises of God we can always hold on to no matter how bad things get. Psalm 91 reminds us that although trouble is very real, our God is greater. The passage starts with the comforting and beautifully poetic words, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Years ago, I remember experiencing a season of spiritual warfare, and I became frustrated with God about it. I questioned why I had to go through all of that, but the truth was I really felt fearful because at the time, I wasn't as confident in the authority that I have in Christ as I am now. Very shortly after that conversation with God, I had one of the most vivid and memorable dreams in my entire life, so much so that I still remember it to this day. I was in this just dark place. I didn't know where I was. And there was this huge bird or like eagle that was standing in front of me, much larger than I was. It was white and had these huge stretched out wings so that I could see the details within its feathers. There was this just glorious bright light behind the bird that was almost blinding, but the bird was casting a shadow on me so that it didn't bother me. And I just felt so protected and just overcome with peace. When I woke up, I replayed the dream in my head throughout the day, and I was reminded of today's scripture, Psalm 91. That dream served as a visual reminder to me of what Psalm 91 verse 1 calls the secret place, or what some versions call the shelter of the Most High, where we can rest and abide in the shadow of the Almighty. No matter how dark life gets, it's when we are in God's presence that we experience his protection and his peace. What we have to understand about God's presence is that he is 
omnipresent, which means he's everywhere. There's no place where we can go that he is not. However, the presence that Psalm 91 is talking about in the secret place is different from the overarching presence of God that everyone experiences. To be in God's presence in the secret place or to dwell in the shelter of the Most High refers to a much more intimate and close relationship with God. So close, in fact, that a shadow is cast upon you when you are that close because in order to be in someone's shadow, you must be close enough to them for their shadow to cast on you. Our experiencing God's protection is connected to our closeness to him. Are we dwelling and abiding in his presence? Spiritual practices like studying and reading the word of God, prayer, worship, fasting, and more are not things that we do so that we can just check off of our be a good Christian to-do list. They usher us into divine protection found in the presence of God. When I had severe health challenges a few years ago, my pastor, the elders of our church, and all their wives came to my house to pray over me and my family. My pastor said that he was fully confident that the Lord would bring healing to my body, but that he believed that this was also a spiritual attack as well. And in accordance with the scriptures, he said that the elders would need to come and pray over me and my family in accordance with James 5 verse 14 and 15 that says, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. So my pastor, the elders and their wives circled around me, Donald and the kids and prayed for us. And let me tell you, after that prayer, things changed drastically in my recovery. I exponentially got better every single day from that point on, so much so that my physical therapist and my doctors were surprised. That's the power of prayer. There have been times where I've been paralyzed with fear and anxiety, and I would read Psalm 91. And then after that, I would experience that fear and anxiety just fall off of me. It's like you feel something just break in the spirit. That's the power of God's word. When we allow these spiritual practices to make us aware of God's presence, it provides a divine protection that we can't find anywhere else. Prayer for me is not an option. It's a requirement. Reading and studying God's word is not for show. These YouTube videos are not. I'm going to be in the word. God's word is called the sword of the spirit for a reason. It provides divine protection. Practicing the spiritual disciplines stir up our awareness of God's presence in our lives and deepen our relationship with him. And that's what it means to abide in him. Jesus says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Notice Jesus says we are called to abide in his presence, in him, and his word should abide in us. We must know 
and live the word of God to activate its protective power in our lives. When people commit a crime in one country, they run to another country to try to escape the authorities because all authorities have a limited jurisdiction in which they can enact their power. So a criminal will run to another country so that the authorities from the country in which they committed the crime will have a much harder time enacting the laws that they broke. As Christians, we want to stay in the jurisdiction of God by following his word and his will so that we can then experience the protection that he alone provides for us. Now, you might be wondering, doesn't God have authority over everything? His jurisdiction shouldn't be limited. Isn't he all powerful? Yes, he is. That's true. However, he's not going to break the very law that he put into place himself. So if we want to be covered from the consequences of our own actions, we need to make sure that we are in alignment with the will of God. Sometimes people mistake the grace of God and think, oh, well, God is loving and gracious. I can just do whatever I want and he'll just forgive me. The truth is God forgives the repentant person, the one who has a heart to turn from their sin. But even still, when you decide to operate outside of God's will, you open yourself up to the consequences of that, even if you are forgiven. Galatians 6 verses 7 and 8 puts it this way. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. The protection that we read about in Psalm 91 is divine protection for those who are walking in God's will. So in addition to being in close proximity to God in his presence, we also need to be walking with God, meaning following his will. It's then that we experience the promises of God's protection that we read about in Psalm 91. The other day, there was a tornado watch in our area, and we were instructed to get to the bottom level of our house to find safety, preferably in the middle of the house furthest away from windows. We quickly gathered ourselves into our mudroom to wait the tornado out. As the wind and the rain whipped against our house, my youngest child's eyes grew big and watchful. He had never experienced anything like this before. And so my husband and I assured him that everything would be okay. We were simply taking the necessary precautions to stay safe. When you are in danger, you run to safety. In the same way, God has given us a warning of the dangers of this fallen world and tells us to take cover and to find safety. Now, where is that? We find that safety in him, in the secret place. Psalm 91 verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him, I will trust. The psalmist had divine protection because not only was he in close relationship with God by abiding in God and his word, but he also made God his refuge. When trouble came, God was a stronghold that he ran to. Throughout the Psalms, we read God being referred to as a stronghold. A stronghold is a location in battle that you can run to and hide to protect yourself from the dangers of war. It's a safe place in an environment of danger. 
Spiritually speaking, King David often referred to God as his stronghold, meaning when danger came, he ran to God. So how do you know if God is your refuge, if God is your stronghold? Well, you ask yourself, what do I run to when I'm in trouble? What do I run to when I'm anxious? What do I run to when I'm fearful? Are you running to God or are you running to scrolling on your phone? Are you running to another person? Are you running to pornography or sex or distraction? Are you running to overworking, overeating, overspending? Because those are strongholds too. Not very good ones, but strongholds nonetheless. Do you know why God wants us to tear down the idols in our lives? It's not because he wants us to live these boring, unexciting lives. It's because he wants to protect us. It's because he wants us to experience true protection and satisfaction from him. It's because he knows that those things can't provide the divine protection that he can. And yet we still run to them when we're in trouble, myself included. We must call the Lord our refuge our hiding place, our secret place, our stronghold. Because if we don't, we open ourselves up for attack and we remain in danger. It's then that we forfeit the promises of God's protection found in Psalm 91. The strongholds of this world will cause us to forget the promises of God. That's why we keep running to them. It's because we've forgotten. So I love that today's scripture reminds us of the promises of God for divine protection to those who love him, to those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High. So if you found yourself off track today and you need a reminder of those promises to hold on to, Psalm 91 verses 14 through 16 outlines those promises for us to encourage us to make God our dwelling place. It reads, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Here are five promises of God to hold onto when you dwell in the shelter of the Most High. God promises to rescue you. If you're already in danger, He will snatch you out of it. He will either provide a way of escape or pull you out of the pit altogether. God promises to protect you. The psalmist refers to God as a fortress. He will guard you on all sides. God promises to answer when you call. So make sure that you are praying and calling out to him so that he can answer. Don't get so distracted with worry that you forget to pray. God promises to satisfy your soul. You don't have to run to the empty things of this world or make them your refuge. God can and will give you what's good for you. God promises to give you salvation. He has already done that through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, and that promise can never be taken away. Learn more about how to access that promise by clicking the invitation link in the description of this video. So I want to encourage you today to unlock God's divine protection by abiding in him, making God your refuge and stronghold and holding on to his promises. Because in this world, we will have trouble and face storms of all kinds. So I encourage you to check out this video where I will share with you the six types of storms you will face in life and how to overcome 
each one. For more encouragement, download my free Bible study called Worry Free to learn the three lies feeding your worry and the truth to finally set you free at belovedwomen.org. Thank you so much for watching. And until next time, be beautiful, be blessed, and be loved.